This is the Inclusion Think Tank podcast brought to you by New Jersey Coalition for Inclusive Education, NJCIE, where we talk about inclusive education, why it works, and how to make it happen. On this episode, I welcome back for part two of our conversation, Dr. Jessica McQuesten, Assistant Professor at Sam Houston State University. Our discussion continues with how implementing a disability-inclusive curriculum can be beneficial to all students. Let's get into the conversation. recently presented a workshop at the TASH conference called How to Include Disability Inclusive Curriculum in the K-12 Classroom. Can you tell us um, what is a disability inclusive curriculum and what that looks like? Yeah, um, so, you know, I I think I've kind of hit on this already, but really Mm -hmm. when we talk about disability, we have to think about intersectionality and, you know, that they that people with disabilities have made huge contributions to society and some of these like famous people from the past all had disabilities but they weren't seen as um others or um maybe they weren't diagnosed at the time and so we've been able to kind of look back and and diagnose them but um there's if you look in the media right now there's tons of portrayals of negative portrayals of people with disabilities and so i think when we try to eliminate these stereotypes we have to examine these assumptions and beliefs and everything else that they're based on and i think part of that starts with what is taught in schools and right now disability is missing from curriculum and you know people with disabilities are one of the largest minority groups in the u.s and so and yet we're not part of the curriculum, Um, we're ignored. And so um, I have a few steps that you can take um, to kind of think about uh, developing and looking at your curriculum and making it more disability inclusive. And so when I say that, I really think about like, how are we recognizing people with disabilities throughout the curriculum? Um, And so one thing that I like to recommend first is to really thinking about evaluating what curriculum you're using and really checking it for ableism. You know, I'm sure most of us can think about like, oh, we've read a book and like the person with a disability is like this hero, right? They're a hero because they did a normal everyday task, right? (laughs) And it's like, right? (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, you know, and then, or also like, there's some like attitudes and and beliefs and other ableist remarks in curriculum. And so I think when we think about doing that, we have to not only be open to changing what we've done in the past. So like breaking out of the status quo. And I feel like over the last three years, especially I've said that, I don't know, probably 9 million times that we have to kind of break out of the status quo and and being open to change. Um, but I think really start start with looking at it, looking at whatever curriculum you're using. And it might not even be the whole year. So maybe even just pick one unit or one topic that you're doing and say like, is there any mention of disability present? You know, mm-hmm. is it superficial? Is it actually um, deep? Is it just a, you know, a brief mention of one line? Um, 
and then also think about like how are the people with disabilities portrayed is there you know does it further perpetuate stereotypes about people with disabilities so I think that first step is really taking a hard and honest look at what you're using and kind of evaluating it for ableism embedded throughout and then I think the next part is really this like design and design component. And so like really think about what are the units that allow students to learn, I like to say about and from and with people with disabilities. And so again, recognizing that people with disabilities are the experts and they should be leading this conversation. Mm-hmm. And so this moves beyond just um, like a disability awareness day, which is great. <laughs> and it's you know that means you still have 10 miles to go right on this journey you know um but what you might do is you know include some outside materials so maybe you're doing a unit on i don't know the civil war or something and so not only do you take the textbook that you have which also that needs to be i'm sure some added Mm -hmm. materials you know (laughs) um but also like bring in some other materials and um you might look at like some curriculums have these like supplemental texts or resources maybe on their website or like um might be sitting in your storage closet at a school um i worked with the students um at ndsu my previous institution and she was doing um she was student teaching in a seventh grade i think it was seventh grade classroom uh, might have been eighth grade, but a middle school classroom in history, and um, they were talking about the civil rights movement. And she looked, and this curriculum had these like extra kind of like short little like 20, 30 page like readers on different topics, and that had just been sitting in a closet. And she pulled one out, and it was on the disability rights movement. And so she was able, which is like fascinating, right? (laughs) Um, And so she was able to bring it into the classroom and like have this rich conversation and like a whole week long like unit on it. And it was like, wow, this is something that would have never happened if she wouldn't have gone looking for it, right? So it was purposely excluded from the main curriculum. And so that's another thing to like, kind of take an eye out. I know that the student was really incredible and um, she ended up taking like an extra class, like just to learn more about people with disabilities and special ed with me. And she took a grad class. I think it was fascinating. Like talk about like, you know, a change maker in the field. Um, you know, so you might also, if you're talking about like activism, for example, like have you brought in the capital crawl of 1990 you know um there's there's tons of ways to do this um i also think about you know we have the internet now which is a fantastic resource um i've started like as a over the past year i've just started like googling random things i'm like people with disabilities in ancient egypt people with disabilities in or that are biologists um just to to say like what are some people that we could highlight like what experiences could we highlight because again 
one in four people throughout their lifetime are going to have a disability. So we need to address this. Um, there's also, and I have a list, I'm going to read it. Um, <laughs> but the Museum of Disability History has tons of lesson plans out there uh, across different grade bands. Um, and then some other things to think about of like, there's different like councils and museums that are a great opportunity to look at. Most are virtual. It's like the Minnesota Council on Development of Disabilities has some, the Museum of Disability History and Ability is like capitalized on that. The Disability History Museum, which again is <laughs> different than the Museum of Disability History. And then um, Everybody, it's an artifact history of disability in America by the Smith Smithsonian Institute, which is, it is a little bit older, but um, you can also incorporate some of that. So like even just looking at, you know, what what was happening at this time and how can we bring in these like artifacts but really i think really starting with like just doing a simple google search you can learn so much like there's a ton of other resources like i could i could talk on this for another 10 minutes of like what resources are out there um there's there's whole units on ableism that are out there um so there there is tons out there i think you just have to look for it and really think about um, including that into your curriculum. And then um, also be open to connecting with your local disability um, resource center or community resource center or other self-advocates. So like I, I taught a two, three multi-age classroom one year and I connected with the um, Disability Resource Center in um, Albuquerque, New Mexico, and they actually came and did like a presentation for not only my class, but the whole school on disability. Wow. And so, yeah, it was really cool. And wow. like, yeah, to have like self-advocates um, really like talking about like, what does it mean to have a disability? What is it, um, you know, it's not something to be scared of, right? And it's, it's just natural and doesn't mean that you can't do anything. Um, and so really connecting with, with them too. I mean, most communities will have this or, you know, after the pandemic, um, you know, started, we've really embraced this idea of virtual. So if you don't have a local resource community center, um, connecting with a, a, you know, one maybe in your state or locally or not local, but like a little bit broader of a local circle. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I. The resources I, are out there, like you said, it's yeah, really uh, just to, to find it. I know for me personally, uh, we're recording this in February and uh, it's Black History Month. So mm -hmm. um, going back to something you mentioned earlier about intersectionality, so, you know, I Googled um, being black and disabled yes. and the list of people that show up and the different things that, you know, the different fields of, uh, you know, that they're in and, and uh, just learning about different people. So that's something that I'm, I've been highlighting on my personal um, social media accounts this month. Um, you know, so it's really like, you know, Google is, is there and it, it's very helpful when used correctly. Um, you know, yeah. to find out such great information and, and the resources that you mentioned, um, 
you know, some of which I, I haven't even heard of. So I will, I will definitely be looking, <laughs> looking into this as well. So it's really, um, you know, it's, it's so, so useful and so helpful um, to, again, like you said, to identify like the ableist uh, language in the curriculum that you may be using, the books that the students may be reading, and um, to open up that conversation, to start having a conversation about why this is ableist, why is this in an outdated way of thinking, or, uh, yeah. you know, how can we possibly change this story a little bit to make the person with a disability a little bit, uh, you know, like, like you said, to not look as, as scary, because that, that's a lot of things, a lot of times that happens in movies and books, and, yeah. you know, they're thought of as, as the scary person, um, you know, so, so it's like, how can we get away from that and, um, you know, improve, again, going back to, uh, you know, improving the language that we use when we talk about those who have, uh, who are disabled and have disabilities. It's, um, you know, it's, it's really, it's, it's really interesting. Like, you know, when you think about, I think about the books that I've read, you know, coming up in school that, that had mm -hmm. disability represented in, in the stories. And it's like, oh, wow, that was supposed to be the scary character and right. <laughs> the person everybody yeah. stayed away from and and they didn't you know they didn't look in their direction and it's like oh wow like that's it's really yeah. well, and I think like that's also like a great point is like not all materials are created equal right mm -hmm. and so like what what are actually in the books like let's say you're bringing in books to your classroom like what are the characters doing are they just there to say like yep we have this representation um or are they like the scary character is it a true thing are they just seen as a hero is it you know like why are they included um is it, is it for the right reasons or are the books kind of perpetuating this idea of ableism and so um i think that's also important so i'm glad you kind of mentioned that, you know, because mm -hmm. we all deserve to have, to see ourselves in books and, and the curriculum. And so, you know, if not, like, we as students, as K through 12 students, as parents, as families, like, we might have to step in and like, call the staff and faculty and whoever in versus out and just say like, hey, here's this great resource um you know i i know you're doing something for black history month could you also feature you know someone who's black and has a disability um i i love that idea of like mm -hmm. that's just something quick and easy to do and it's not a huge change and and i think when we think about disability inclusive a curriculum we think like oh gosh i have to redo everything i have to do that and like it can be minor tweaks to right. really make sure that people are represented and you know not only the students themselves but you know, also their family members, their, you know, their parents, mm -hmm. whoever else, like anyone in their kind of group of circle is represented and part of the curriculum that they're seeing and receiving. Yes. And that, um, that leads to like my last question, which we are already talking about almost. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that is how can using a disability inclusive curriculum support all learners? which um, again, I think we, we have already- Yeah, we kind of um, like transitioned there. Yeah, we all <laughs> talked about that already. So that's, yeah. uh, that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, um, but I, I do think like, you know, I work with a lot of general educators, um, you know, current, 
current teachers that are in the field and also like pre-service educators um, or, you know, people that basically aren't going to school to be special educators or aren't special educators. Um, and some of them think like, oh, it's it doesn't really apply to me. Like, I'm not going to be a special teacher. Or, oh, I won't have those students, right? Those students mm -hmm. in my classroom. Um, and so I always like to remind people like, 14, you know, percent of the school age population has a disability and receives special education services. And so this statistic comes from um, NCES of the National, I think it's Center for Educational Statistics. I probably butchered that, but <laughs> <laughs> um, NCES um, just last year. So we're talking about 7.3 million students in K through 12 schools. Wow. So when you think about it like that, it's like, this is a huge group of students. This is a huge population that are not currently in most schools being represented in their curriculum. And so um, we really have to kind of push back and say like, how can we include students, not only in our schools, but also in our curriculum, because this is going to not only help with representation, but it will also help kind of normalize the idea of a disability, that it's not this othering thing, it's not this thing to be scared of. And, you know, again, that statistically, people will, you know, experience lifetime in their, um, or disability throughout their lifetime at some point. Mm -hmm. I will also say, like, it can also help with this, like, idea of inspiration porn, mm -hmm. um, of, like, oh, just, oh, they're so special, they're so this, <laughs> and, like, wow, we're gonna change the whole football game, and, like, yes, they're included, and it's, like, that's not really inclusion, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like, oh, we just put a fake time and a fake score on the, on the field so that they could be in the game one time, and it's, like, that's not inclusion, you know, right. um, it's nice, but <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like it's great. And I'm sure that kid really nice, enjoyed but... it. Yeah. But it's, yeah. it's not inclusive. And right. so, um, you know, we don't need to, I always think of like prom season, like how many videos are we going to see of, um, like, Oh, this, this person asked someone with a disability to prom, like, Oh, they're such a great person. I'm like, just stop. Like, mm -hmm. this is not okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, is ableist it's so bad <laughs> yeah and i and i think again it goes back to the way that um disability is talked about and portrayed in the world at large in the media and mm -hmm. um as a uh you know as a, a a bad thing and you know as mm -hmm. you said that that you know people with disabilities are in this other group and um you know rather than thinking of you know, people, uh, disabled people as, as being uh, just part of the human diversity and they're, you know, just diverse and another aspect of diversity. And so it, it's not a big, you know, it wouldn't be such a big thing that, um, you know, a person without a disability is asking someone who is disabled to the prom. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, because yeah. it's just like, yeah, as a disabled person, I, yeah, I, I went to my prom and, you know, and I, I like to do things and go to parties and participate in events that you know my classmates are participating in it's not um right. you know it's nothing special about that and um yeah you know, i just want to do what my classmates are doing so um i th i think again when when 
and and I like you said that things have come a long way and there's a long way to go in a lot of these areas. Um, but as we continue, I'll say to have these conversations like this about the importance of language and um, the way that we discuss disabilities um, to you know to the children in our lives and and just um, as you're doing with the future educators that are coming through your your courses uh, at the college level. Um, you know, we can hopefully, you know, start seeing a, a bigger change in, in the way that uh, disability is discussed and uh, portrayed in movies, books, uh, in the media, in the news, and, and wherever we, um, you know, have, have these uh, interactions with people who have disabilities, because we are everywhere. And like we said, we are not going anywhere. We're here to stay. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, and, and again, like, it not only is like 14% of the school population, like not only did they receive special education services or, you know, 504 plans, but I also think like, you know, if we think about mental health and the amount of disability that um, has happened in the last few years from like long COVID and the effects mm -hmm. of COVID on the body, like this is only becoming a bigger and bigger issue. And so we just, we have to address it. Like, you know, the CDC has said like that one in five students has, you know, is diagnosed with a mental illness and so, and struggles with their mental health, but yet only 10% receive support. So again, we kind of have to normalize this conversation around disability, around mental health, around um, intersectionality to really move this conversation forward. And yes, we can do it at, at the college level, but also with our K through 12 students, like they are the ones that are going to take the next generation and make this change. So we have to kind of guide them and let them know that, that this exists and it can be in small ways. It doesn't have to be this huge thing, mm -hmm. right? Although it'd be great if you had a whole unit on ableism, <laughs> you know, like I, I'm not stopping you if you want to do that, but right. <laughs> um, <laughs> like go for it, please do, <laughs> you know, but even just having a book for a read aloud, you know, that features someone with a disability um, is a great starting point. Um, so starting small, I think can really make this huge impact going forward if we all do our little small part. Yes. And with that, I will say thank you, Jessica. This was a great conversation. I, uh, I really en enjoyed this. And, um, you know, I, I think, me. yeah, you're welcome. This, this was a, a good conversation to have. And uh, it, it brought up a lot of um, memories and things for me. And, and it's really, uh, really great to, to talk and uh, to share these things out loud and, and just, um, recognize you know where things need to be improved and and how uh, how that's not always a difficult thing to do um, mm -hmm. i think that's the important thing to to mention that you know changes can be made and they they won't cost a lot of money and they won't um yeah. disrupt your you know your lesson plan too much if you're <laughs> if you're a teacher it can easily be uh you know uh brought in a, as part of what you're already teaching and just um adding a few things and uh you know to talk about disabilities a little bit more and to talk about them in the right and correct ways 
And um, yeah, so thank you so much for uh, joining me today. And um, I'm very happy that we uh, were able to have this conversation. Yeah, thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thanks. <laughs> We thank you for listening to this episode of the Inclusion Think Tank podcast. This podcast is brought to you by New Jersey Coalition for Inclusive Education and JCIE. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on social media at NJCIE. Until next time.